Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the legacy of Gaia. In a future where humans have learned to unlock their innate powers, skilled youngsters are sent to elite schools to master their cue. Slowly, a web of deceit unfolds, revealing a plot that will have a devastating outcome for the whole world. This is the first episode of the first season of The Legacy of Gaia. Hello everyone, my name is Rose. Rose stood at the front of the class in her favourite white dress with the pink ribbons that her mother had bought for her 14th birthday a few weeks ago and a big grin covering her face. She had long blonde hair with a pink bow tied in the middle and deep blue eyes that sparkled like two oval diamonds. She remembered how her mother told her before she left that no matter how scared she was to always keep smiling. And where are you from, Rose? asked her teacher, a thin, bright and cheery woman called Serene. She found it unusual that teachers could be called by their first names here, but she had heard that this was no ordinary village. This was a Valhalla. Her father had told her how a Valhalla was the centre of each region, a testament to the word of the Almighty One that they call Gaia. Each student, and there were many, would be taught not only the classic subjects, but in addition, they were trained in harnessing their cue, an inner power that Gaia had come down from the heavens and awoken within them many moons ago. Some, it would seem, were more in tune with this power than others. Rose had proven herself worthy to study here after a variety of tests designed to make use of a strong healing power that had been passed down her bloodline. But today was the day she had been excited for and dreading for so long. Her first day at the most prestigious Valhalla in the world. Rose, her teacher repeated. She'd been lost in thought, overwhelmed by the grandeur of where she stood. The classroom was bright and tidy, with rich wooden beams and large glass windows. It was impeccable and had a very minimalistic feel, yet she could not help but be calmed by the affinity with the plants and general greenery that surrounded her. Long vines with beautiful blossoming flowers adorned the walls, the sweet smell floating on the air. Everything looked new and pristine, 
and she was surprised that it had not been worn down or marked in any way. It was clearly a well-maintained classroom. She could sense there was a general pride in her fellow pupils here, not only in themselves, but also in where they were, how they presented themselves and in their work. They were dedicated to becoming the best they could be and make their families proud. She looked at their blank faces, each set of eyes upon her like the crest of a tumbling wave, and she began to feel a slight tremble deep within her bones. Rose, are you okay? She looked up at Serene's calm, friendly face next to her, and all of a sudden she felt as though she was not talking to a class of 50 people, but just to her teacher. She had a soothing tone to her voice, and something that reminded Rose of her mother. Serene had her blonde locks tied back with a black band, wore little makeup under her glasses and was wearing a long blue dress with frills that Rose thought looked delightful. The word delightful always made her feel like a fancy lady, like her grandmother. She'd use it all the time to describe the world around her. These cakes are delightful. This weather is delightful. And Rose's favourite, oh, don't you look delightful, dear. She wished her grandmother were here now. She would definitely enjoy the attention. The women of Delaniford, including her own grandmother, are infamous for being strong, independent women that fortunately happen to be incredibly beautiful as well. Their beauty does also mean that they have another reputation the world over for being the elite of the ladies of night pleasure. They are often viewed as harlots, stealing husbands, inciting indecent behaviour and living out a kind of freedom that is frowned upon. It's something that Rose has only become acutely aware of since leaving her hometown to come here to Norheath. What began as a new adventure slowly became her worst nightmare. She'd always been looked at for being pretty, but these looks were different, and she didn't like them. Here, of course, in front of this class and a room full of people her own age, she was slightly more comfortable, but only slightly. My name is Rose, and I'm a daughter of Delaniford. There was a brief pause before a burst of laughter erupted from one side of the room and continued to the other. Quiet, please, Serene hushed. If it wasn't for the country of Delaniford, we wouldn't be sitting here in this Valhalla right now. Serene could sense the doubt in their faces. She stared at her classroom above her glasses and spoke in a hushed tone. Their assassins are unparalleled. Do you know what it takes to be an assassin of Delaniford? Serene thrust her finger towards the class, emphasising the point further. Do you have any comprehension of the amount of hardship their women go through? Rose comes from a line that goes back to Triana, the floating leaf, and if any of you know your history you'll realise that's nothing to be sniffed at. You should feel privileged to have her in your class. And who knows, maybe one of you is a target that she's actually been sent here to kill. The room suddenly fell silent. Serene turned and gave Rose a secret wink. She returned it with a smile and rocked back and forth on her feet as if it was a little celebratory dance. As she did so, and with a newfound confidence, she decided there and then that she was the prettiest girl in the class. Although... This might sound vain. Rose was taught by her older sister to do this when she was feeling at her ugliest. If you look around and tell yourself you're the prettiest person in the room, you might just begin to believe it. Her parents, being traditional Delanifords, had taught her how to look beautiful yet modest from a very early age, and even now, at 14 years old, she's still getting lessons from her mother. Not that Rose minds, she never feels closer to her mother than when she's having her hair brushed or how to walk, talk or eat properly. She could see the pride glowing from her mother day by day like a bright star. She wondered what her mother was doing this very moment. 
she looked out of the large glass windows, out onto the huge stone courtyard that surrounded the building, and her gaze stopped at the two wooden doors of the front of the entrance that were higher than a hundred men. Beyond those doors was the village, one of the busiest and most developed in the world. She knew somewhere there her father was working hard, developing the village further with lots of plans and pictures. Beyond that, far into the green fields and flowering hills, she thought of her mother watering the plants, tidying after her baby brother or having a cup of tea in the sun. To her left, she could see the corridors she walked down to get to the classroom. They were bright and clean, with pictures of old classes covering the walls and awards celebrating certain defeats over other Valhallas at various competitions. There were statues and flags and all sorts of things she'd never seen before that filled the hallways with the ancestry of their country. Yet, there was an incredible simplicity about how it was all laid out. There was a sense of majesty. Before today, she'd never entered a Valhalla before. There were many scattered across the globe, but this Valhalla of Norheath was said to be the most beautiful. She couldn't imagine anything that could beat the view once you were higher than the wall. There were luscious fields and a vast mountain range that would flow into the distance like waves on a raging sea. It could only be described as a place that feels alive. But, being in the first year, they were placed on the ground floor, meaning all they could see was the courtyard and gigantic walls separating them from the world outside. She knew all the Valhallas around the globe were placed as far up as possible within the mountains or hills, but it still surprised her how high they were. Her father said this was a defence strategy more than anything that when war would break out, the Valhalla would be in the best position to keep their people safe. There were magnificent structures, huge glass prisms that allowed you to stand in the centre and look into the sky. It gave you a wondrous floating sensation, as if she was looking at Gaia himself. Each building was apparently based on the idea that each base supports a single point that can penetrate the sky and lead us to infinity. Gaia had said... A single man might change the world, but he must be brought there to do so. Rose didn't know why it would have to be a man that can change the world and not a woman, but you don't really ask questions about Guy, you're just told that is what it is. She never really knew that much about this almighty one before she reached Norheath. Apart from some ridiculous stories to do with him saving the world from huge monsters. But they take him very seriously around here. Luckily, she did not have to prove a belief in Gaia to be part of the Valhalla, like they used to have to do. They would now take all beliefs here, even ex-members of the Dark Clans, which no other Valhalla had ever done. Her father had said that it would cause wars with other countries by accepting them in, and that it was too dangerous for Rose to come here, but her mother had said he was just being silly and a worry wart. For all the strange systems and rules of it all, she could see herself enjoying being here. No matter what her father said, she certainly felt safe. She could see that at each corner of the surrounding wall was a huge pillar that served as a lookout point. Her father said that these pillars contain entrances to all sorts of labyrinths that lie underneath the ground. A vast number of tunnels and passages that no one but a select few can enter. All these mysteries and secrets in one place filled her with curiosity. This particular Valhalla was the oldest and most grandiose, so it must hold many a secret within its walls. It was the envy of every other country and had the best reputation for producing pupils who went on to be leaders in their field. Its inherent freedom and openness to all meant that it was at the cutting edge for all advances in Q-power and technology. It was, by far and away, the place where everyone wanted to be, and she knew she was lucky to be here. This was to be a new home away from home, 
She would be here for years, and if she became a teacher, like she wanted to, she might even be here indefinitely. But for the moment, she just had to get through today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Rose, welcome to Class 3B. Who here wants to help Rose settle in today? A sea of hands shot into the air, including one young boy with long wavy black hair that covered half his face and underneath she could just make out screwed up mouth and eyes he was straining so hard that it looked as though if he was able to raise his hand any higher it might shoot off Rose hated herself for being so judgmental but she immediately thought his clothes looked cheap and his black boots were dirty and clearly falling apart she knew she shouldn't be so harsh but she liked those who took pride in their appearance but with this boy it was like he'd just dressed in the dark and in a rubbish tip. He was wearing a stained black top, tucked into black trousers with pieces of armour attached to his left shoulder and forearms that he clearly constructed by himself. There were all kinds of leather straps tied around him that looked like it was keeping it all together. But on closer inspection, she realised they were engraved with words she couldn't recognise and were clearly weathered over years of use. As she peered at his pale face, she could see that even though his eyes were all squinted up, they still looked rather strange. Hemero, would you like to accompany Rose today? The boy jumped out of his seat and saluted his teacher. I, Hemero, swear on the word of Gaia that I will protect Rose of Delanaford with my life. Some members of the class groaned, but Rose couldn't hear them because she had noticed something that had left her quite speechless. It was his eyes. Hemero looked up to see Rose staring back at him in shock, and she quickly averted her gaze. Serene pulled close into Rose's ear and whispered, Don't let his eyes fool you. He is a sweet, kind boy who I trust will take good care of you. Otherwise, I wouldn't choose him, would I? Rose couldn't help her reaction. No one, not even the Titans who had gone through generations of strange genetic mutations had eyes like this. They were bright and glowed many different colours depending on what angle you were looking at them. They reminded Rose more of a cat beast, perhaps a panther or a lion. And they were not ugly at all. Instead, they fascinated her. She could see how people might find them scary, but she saw warmth behind them, 
and felt that Serene was correct to trust in him. She smiled and Hemro smiled back, rather more awkwardly than she, and she sat at the empty table next to him to carry on the class. Hemero had been slightly worried that she would be afraid of him from the very moment she had entered the room. He had hidden himself out of her eyelight behind the kid in front and had brushed his hair forward as much as possible. But as soon as he had caught a glimpse of her, he immediately got a dull, numb sensation deep in his stomach and wasn't quite sure what it was. He wondered if it was that same shameful feeling he got when people noticed his deformity. Her reaction was nothing new at all, but no matter how many times it happened, it was still another reminder that he did not fit in. That to the people around him, he was just a freak. But like spotting a butterfly on a miserable day, as soon as she sat down next to him, he forgot everything and was lost in her smile. He was grinning back, looking like an idiot, he was sure, but he was giddy with happiness that she was sitting so close. Without even thinking about it, he started doodling trees and flowers and all the other things that make him happy. He was certain that this might be the best day of his life. Serene stood behind her glass desk and addressed the pupils. Finally, she could get the class started. Right, I hope everyone has been revising for tomorrow's test because it's going to count to your end-of-year graduation, Mark. The only person who has an excuse not to do the test here is Rose. Rose heard Hemro sigh and saw him hang his head. Right, who can give me a quick demonstration on how to change objects? Did anyone practice from last week? Firecax? From the back of the class, Rose could hear someone stand up and slowly walk to the front of the class. As she turned to look at him, Rose was struck instantly with fear. And not in the same way she was initially scared of Hemero, For the fear of Hemero was a fear of the unknown because she did not understand his eyes, but this boy she understood very well. Nyakats looked like he had walked among the dark clans. His hair was similar to Hemero's, but was much longer and thicker, with a shine that Rose wished she had in her hair. His eyes were a dark brown, with a face of fine, sharp features that made him look statuesque. A surreal plainness, yet beautiful. His clothes looked expensive, probably handcrafted, with a thin white undergarment that was covered by a small light blue jacket that ended just below his chest, rather than his waist. His figure was rather thin, almost too thin, which made Rose feel somewhat uncomfortable, and his trousers were made of a dark, shiny material Rose had never even seen before. On his hip hung a short sword in a sheath made of fine leather, and it all seemed to just match perfectly. Nyakak strutted up to the front of the class and turned to face his classmates. He swept his hair away from his face, revealing a small scar on his right cheek, and pushed the palms of his hands together, revealing a faint blue glow starting to emanate between them. Good Nyakax, now concentrate your cue and change my plant into an apple and back, Serene asked. Is that all? Nyakax casually raised his right palm that continued to glow and the plant suddenly changed to an apple and, just as fast, turned it back again. He made it look like it was as easy as breathing, but Rose had never seen anything like it. She started clapping enthusiastically and immediately stopped and blushed once she realised she was the only one doing so. Apparently this was the norm here. Serene nodded at Nyakax and he went to sit back in his seat, staring at Rose with a smile and making her blush even further. Hemro, why don't you show your new friend what you can do? The rest of the class laughed, apart from Rose who thought it was very rude and common to just laugh at people. She clearly wasn't fitting in like she thought she would do. Hemro shot up from his chair and marched to the front of the class. He was staring straight at Nyakax, 
He was looking at something else outside the window. As if feeling his gaze, Nyakax turned his head slowly to face Hemero, and a small, sarcastic smile appeared on his face. Hemero forced out his hands, swept his hair out of his eyes and breathed in. Right, concentrating my cue. His face was starting to strain so hard that for a moment Rose thought his head might explode. A red glow started to emit from his hands, and the plant was bulging and bubbling as if water were trying to burst from its leaves, until it suddenly disappeared in a puff of smoke. Everyone got up from their seats and moved to try and get a closer look at what had happened. And all that was left was a tiny black object. Serene picked it up. Hmm. It's a seed. There was an eruption of laughter. Hemero didn't know how something so small could make him feel like such a huge failure. All of a sudden, a loud alarm went off like thunder attacking the walls. It was a large bell in one of the watchtowers and its sound was beyond deafening. Serene wondered if it was a fire bell, but this was different. This was the sound of when there's an attack. An attack on the Valhalla itself. Was this a test? Surely they would have seen an attack coming from miles away. As she gathered her thoughts, Serene tried to get the classroom under control. None of the children would know what this certain ringing meant, so she had to make sure she kept everyone safe. Hemero had run back to Rose while others grabbed their bags to make a hasty exit, expecting it to be another fire alarm. Just then, they could hear one boy shout above the noise, Look, it's Naya! Everyone rushed to the window to get a better look, and on the empty courtyard of the Valhalla stood two lone figures. One was Nyakax, and the other was a figure hidden under a long and tattered black cloak. Dark, smoky flames were floating around his body, as if he'd just walked out of a burning fire. And the huge hood completely covered what must be a face buried somewhere in the deep shadows within. The atmosphere suddenly shifted, and it felt like an imposing weight had fallen upon everyone. Clouds had started to gather as the weather turned, and there was a sinister groaning sound in the air, floating on the rising wind. This hooded man, some despicable being, had clearly been trapped by Nyakax and was looking around for an escape. Upon the walls surrounding the Valhalla stood small ancient statues of Norheath legends that towered over the two isolated, tense and unmoving figures. All were watching what was about to take place with great interest, waiting for the first move. Rose clung behind Hemero, who looked annoyed. What's going on, miss? Who is that strange man? Why can't we see him properly? Spoke a voice from the back. That, replied Serene, is a shadow from the Dark Clans. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at Legacy of Gaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time.
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.